WSB. I'm WSB's Herman Kane, and depend on this. Whenever and wherever there's breaking news, severe weather alert, or a traffic red alert, the WSB 24-hour breaking news center will tell you about it. News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB, depend on it. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. the show and a good Tuesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here. You there. It's 10.08, 8 after 10. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. The gang's all here. Low T. Chuck screening the calls. Longoria on the other side of the takeout window. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. A lot of stuff. Obviously, we'll keep you up to date on the situation in Brussels uh, just two awful bombings, terrorist bombings, radical Islamic bombings in Brussels. Um, you know, Brussels didn't do anything to anybody. They're just no. a little country. They're just hanging out, you know, beautiful. Minding their own business. Minding their own business. Exactly right. Uh, Dikembe Mutombo, of all people, was in the airport today in Brussels. Thankfully, he's all right. Wow. Yeah, we'll hear some audio from him. Um, I don't know. You weren't here, guys, when he was a member of the Hawks, but I got to work with him when the uh, Hawks were on the uh, WSB radio airwaves. Was that in the later part of his career? Yeah. Nicest dude ever. Try to get a sound bite from him is very tough. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's so tall and his voice is so deep and he's got the thick accent. Oh, yeah. But just the most genuine, and all he's done post-career is charitable works. He's just an amazing dude. And he'll take a pic. I mean, any dude that's seven feet tall is going to attract attention. Right. And then you're Dikembe Montombo on top of that. Right. But I've I've seen him wait 45 minutes to take pictures of people because everyone wants to take a picture with him. And he'll just stand there and let everyone take pictures with him, and he'll he'll do the finger wag. I just love. I was just gonna say, I loved when he would swat a ball and then just do yeah, the finger wag. Finger wag. Oh, that was great. Um, so we'll hear from him. He's thankfully okay, uh, but he was actually in the airport this morning when the bomb went off. He was one floor above. Wow. Uh, just a crazy story. Uh, so we'll, we'll I'm monitoring CNN and CBS, and we'll break in uh, with any news about that from a talk show perspective. I mean, what are you gonna say? That w- Nothing. Yeah, there's really not much you can say about this. Um, th- these soulless bastards. That's all I got. Yeah. They're soulless bastards. Um, but I. But obviously, it's a huge story, and we'll continue to monitor it. It's also a primary night tonight, Chuck. Yep. Um, primary voting in Arizona. Utah. And, and Idaho. Idaho. Can you get the sound of Jennifer Griffey's going, Idaho? <laughs> I just want that drop. When, when, is, when does she say it? She says it every newscast. Oh, okay. Idaho. I can go look for it, yeah. <laughs> Idaho. Uh, so we'll, we'll continue to update those two. I guess going in on the Republican side, Trump is expected to win Arizona and Cruz, Utah, correct? Utah, That's... possibly Idaho. I, I didn't look at the Idaho, but there wasn't much. Idaho is just Democrats. 
Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Today? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's so right. Idaho is just yeah. Democrats. Um, we're, we're assuming Hillary wins. I don't know. I, I would assume so, yeah. But uh, we'll have the, the polls just closed, I think, in Arizona. Yeah, so we'll have... there are caucuses up there. So. Oh, stupid. I, I, I'm glad Georgia's not a caucus state. I would never do that. It's a train wreck. Never. I got enough crap going on. I'm not going to high school gym to argue with Soy Sauce Pete on on which candidate's better. That's just not ever going to happen. Yeah, they're 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 long and in, in, involved and exhausting. People say they'll move out of the country if Trump's president. <laughs> yeah. I'll move out of Georgia if this becomes <laughs> if a caucus it's a state. Caucus state. Where would you go? That's a good one. Where 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 are you going? Wherever is a primary. So you just, I mean, maybe would you just bump one state over, or would I, you go no, north? I don't know. I'd go, maybe New Hampshire. Well, I'm going to retire in five years, so okay. maybe somewhere with a beach. A caucus, a uh, primary state with a beach is where I'll head. Okay. All I'm right. not doing caucuses. Never. No way. <laughs> I'm too busy. I can't do it. No. Yeah. I don't know how anybody does that. It's ridiculous. So anyway, that's a caucus, so yes. bless their hearts for having to deal with that crap. Um, here's So there. I do want to talk about the Brussels story, but not in the terror aspect. And there's another story that this morning you probably you guys probably missed because you sleep in. Yes. Uh, sixty-one year old. <laughs> he East, does. He does. Yeah, I don't have kids. Oh, uh, you have to get up with the kids, Uncle Ryan. Oh yeah. What's your, <laughs> what's your mother-in-law there for? <laughs> She's there to make dinner. <laughs> okay, that's Window her job. Dressing. Yeah, yeah. She does. She does. She makes dinner and make sure you don't drink soda during Lent. Those, there you those go. are her two jobs. <laughs> what do you, you got? Go. Another, what do you got? Another week? Are you mm. done this week? Yeah, Sunday's Sunday. midnight and Saturday night is I can technically have a Dr. Pepper. I want to take. I want you to take a picture. I will. One a.m. Okay. drinking a Dr. Pepper. I will. Just pouring it over your head, like, <laughs> <laughs> like you just want NASCAR yeah. <laughs> instead of the milk. Yeah, I could do that. He's just pouring Dr. Pepper on himself. <laughs> that might burn. But. So maybe you saw this since you were up feeding yeah. the babies this morning, Longoria. I was. Uh, this was a story that I, I saw and I was like, "What?" Sixty-one-year-old East Point woman was found dead Tuesday morning. It happens, right? Sure. That's just, it's the way of the world. Um, people die. But she was found in a walk-in freezer. Oh my God, this is this story? At a downtown Atlanta hotel. Yeah. So we, we've all worked in the restaurants. You know what the walk-in freezer is. That's oh, where, yeah. uh, like when I worked in an Italian restaurant, that's where you kept um, the bags of mozzarella cheese and the yeah. steaks and the lobster tail. Everything that's frozen, you keep in the walk-in. And when... When I worked in the summer, when I was waiting tables in the summer, it was so hot, you just you walk, walk into in the walk-in right. just to cool down. Right. Um, and, and many times I caught people making out in the walk-in. You know, what stay, what happens in the walk-in stays in the walk-in. So, apparently. And it's... That's uh, great to know that where they keep the food is where... People were making out yeah. and where I'm sweating. Uh-huh. That's basically That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> but all... Uh, as far as I know, all of these walk-in freezers, like, they're big, heavy doors. Yeah. Boom. But they all have safety exits. Oh, yeah. They have like that pushing yeah. Push it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this didn't, if the if the safety device didn't work or what. They're, they're, they don't suspect foul play in any any way. And this woman worked in the kitchen at this hotel. I think it was the Westin. Um, but she died in a walk-in freezer. And the authorities oh. say she made attempts to get out. It wasn't like a yeah, suicide. Yeah, she just go, whoa, whoa. Yeah, she she apparently made attempts to get out, but those those Wait. doors are so thick you couldn't hear someone banging on the wall. But where are the where's the rest I of the, the the staff? Like, don't you think you'd notice that Betty hasn't been around for a few minutes, or did nobody have any reason to go back? I guess in that not. Area at all, maybe she was the last one. I guess in the yeah. in the kitchen. It's an awful story. It's uh, yeah, that's terrible. And and her coworkers are just freaking crazy. So here's a quote from. Chuck Day, owner of Manning Brothers Food Equipment in Athens, quote, it's virtually impossible to get locked into a walk-in cooler. Uh, which I, I, there's that, I yeah. guess. Yeah. 
But if the latch or if there's if some sort of pin falls out and it doesn't, you know, did she maybe maybe she didn't know that? I don't. I, don't I mean, know. I would I would assume there, if you though? worked yeah. in the. I mean, I've never worked in a restaurant and I know about it. You but know? I. But what? So she was found this morning, I guess. Yeah. So she got locked in uh, last, last night. night. That's pretty quick to die. So typically freezers are kept at ten below, uh, ten degrees below Fahrenheit. No, that's too cold. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. All you gotta do is keep a freezer at like twenty five. Yeah, there's 20. no reason to be at minus my, 10. Well, mine's at zero, like my deep freezer. You're a deep freezer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right, so I guess sick. if it's 10 below, I, the, the walk-ins I've worked in were yeah, never that no, cold. I never had them that they cold. They were cold, but they were they were 20 degrees maybe. Yeah. Um, because I was wondering, like, could you die just being in a freezer overnight? I would think your body, I mean, it wouldn't be good for you, but I think... Maybe it depends on your overall health. She's 61. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, just an awful story. The Brussels is an awful story. So I just thought we, we we talk about these stories, and obviously in a different context, that, that's what we do here in the Mark Aram Show. I want to start with this. Uh, I, I'm not going to play the audio from the Brussels airport bombing. Yeah. They were playing the audio this morning. It was gut-wrenching. Yeah. Horrible. Babies crying, women screaming. It was just, the audio was so off-putting to hear. It was so awful. Um, and all you heard was fear in all these voices. Yeah. From from adult men, adult women, to babies, to top. It was just absolute fear. Because imagine being in Hartsfield and something like that happens. And all of a sudden, there's a blast and crap's falling from the, and there's, People sprune all over the floors, and it's completely dark. Like, the power goes out, and so you're seeing this video, and these people just screaming. They don't know where to go. They don't know where they are. You know, is is everyone okay? It was just awful, awful, awful terrorism act. Just disgusting, awful. But what I, what stuck out was the fear that I heard in these voices from the, from the video and the audio of people that were filming. I don't know if I would have been like, hey, let me grab my cell phone and see what's going on. Yeah, I always wonder about the people that are filming. I mean, it's good because we get to see that, I guess, in a sense, but... I never have would have that like instinct that, yeah. to be like, oh, let's, fi- let's yeah, film yeah, the client. My, my camera is to get the hell yeah. out of Yeah, am I alive? All right, let's turn the camera on. So I don't get that. But, um, I, well, so I want to discuss these two stories. They have nothing to do with each other, the woman dying in the freezer and the uh, Brussels uh, terrorist attack. Uh, except for, I think, fear. So at some point, this 61-year-old woman realizes, I am stuck in this freezer. No one's coming to get me. That's a, as an adult, that's a very scary, fearful situation. That's a freak out situation. She probably didn't, maybe didn't even have her cell phone with her. Maybe she left her cell phone in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, That's why you should always have your phone with you. Keep keep your phone with you all the time in case you get... Stuck in a freezer. Some, anyway, anything. Yeah. Imagine not being stuck in the freezer, not having your phone to call up. Hey, I'm in the freezer. Let me out. So the fear that must have been going through her is, is just incomprehensible. And the fear, again, I keep hearing the children screaming uh, from in the airport in Brussels at the bombing. Because, the, the, you know, the kids are looking to their parents for, like, hey, is everything going to be all right? Yeah. And you can tell the parents are freaked the hell out. They don't know yeah. what's going on. and so I, uh, two signs of fear there on these two stories. Uh, the children's fear in the, in the audio that I heard, the Brussels bombing, and this woman had to have been just scared out of her mind, stuck in a hotel freezer at minus 10 below. 
Um, so I want to uh, uh, talk about this topic like this. And maybe this, this won't fly, but I think it will. Give me the times in your life when you were the most scared as a child and as an adult. Because there's two, we, we live two lives. We have childhood, we have adulthood. Yeah. And I think those, there's a very, and we all know when that, you know, it's, it's different for every person. We all know when we cross over from childhood to adulthood. Last it's different week. forever. Yeah. For Chuck, it's two weeks ago. For Longoria, it was when he was nine, yeah. paddling up the Rio, up the Rio Grande. Grande. Yeah. You know, he's like, all right, I'm a man now. Paddling, I don't have a paddle. I'm a, I'm a man now. Yeah. Uh, we all have that point. So yeah. I want you to, to, to think back to childhood when you were the most scared. What's the one thing in, in your childhood that sticks out and be like, I was so scared because of this? And in adulthood, what's the one time when you were the most scared in adulthood? And I, I, I think we'll get some pretty interesting stories because uh, rest in peace, this woman that, that died in the in the walk-in freezer at the hotel, she had to be scared out of her mind. And these kids in, in the Brussels airport, scared out of their minds. And they'll never forget that. So the, the t- two times in your life when you're the most scared, once as a child, once as an adult. I'll share mine with you as well. 404-872-0750. Outside of Atlanta, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Always on Twitter, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. The Mark Aram Show. The Mark Aram Show runs the night. People are bleeding downstairs and a lot of people are hurt. Takemi Matumbo, a former Atlanta Hawk NBA Hall of Famer at the Brussels airport this morning when the explosion went off. The uh, death toll now at 34 between the two terrorist attacks, uh, the one at the airport and the one at the train station. Uh, the most fear you've ever had in your life as an adult and as a child. 404-872-0751-800 WSB Talk. Alex joins us on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Alex. Hey, how's it going? What's going on, buddy? Not much. So, for most fear as a child, I was about eight years old, and I lived in a pretty small town. And uh, it was in November, and we had an F four tornado that came through that killed uh, double digits worth of people. Where Where was this? Uh, it was in Ohio, in the Ohio Valley. Oh my good! An F four. That's huge. And how old were you? Uh, I was about eight years old. It was a big enough tornado that it set a car through a uh, movie theater. Yeah, no doubt. That's high. that's. I mean, that's a huge tornado. So what? You remember being scared, but what were you doing in that? Were you, did you have to go to the the basement or? or what? Uh, we didn't have a basement at the time. We uh, cowered under at the um, foot of the stairs, and we put a mattress over us. So you're with your family, though, not well, not at school or anything like that. No, I was with my little brother and uh, my parents, who wanted to go outside and see it. Oh my goodness! <laughs> they weren't there to console us. So, so at so at eight years old, you got an F four tornado bearing down on you. You're looking to your parents for comfort. Were they able to give it to you? No, they were outside waiting, and they said, "Oh, don't worry, it's not. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen." Jeez, Louise, that would scare the. I'm an adult. I'm frightened of tornadoes. Absolutely frightened of tornadoes. All right, we'll come back. The the most scared you've ever been as a child, and as an adult. We'll get the very latest on the Brussels attacks and uh, campaign 26 straight ahead with news from Jennifer Griffey's 404-872-0750. This is the Mark Aram Show. I'm 
WSB's Clark Howard. Clark Howard. From Dunwoody to Douglasville. Washington to Woodstock. Whatever and wherever there. Very severe weather. A traffic red alert. Or breaking news. The WSB 24-hour breaking news center. will break in. Depend on it. Hey, this is Lois Griffin, and you are listening to the Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show, 1038, 22 in front of 11. Mark Aram at your beck and call till midnight every Monday through Friday on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Uh, we are awaiting the caucus results in Idaho and Utah and the primary results in Arizona. I have no numbers yet, Chuck, even though the polls closed, which is weird. Yeah, it'll take a little. With the caucuses, it takes a little while. Yeah. You don't get, there's no, the exit polling is terrible, and so you just got to wait for results, and it usually takes a couple hours. Again, thank the Lord, Georgia is not a caucus state. Ugh. We'd have 2% participation. <laughs> <laughs> and I would not be one of those 2%. Uh, we'll monitor, we'll get you the election updates um, as they happen through the night, overnight, and tomorrow morning with Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slate. Uh, the Brussels terror attacks, 34 dead, 191 injured. Two separate uh, terror attacks from uh, radical Islamic terrorists. Just an awful story here. And an awful story closer to home. Uh, a 61-year-old uh, restaurant worker died overnight as she was stuck in a walk-in freezer at a hotel downtown. Um, two awful stories, obviously one more severe than the other. But the common thread I've found on both of these stories is the fear involved in both of them this 61 year old woman at some point realized she was not getting out of that freezer and the fear she must have had before she died was i can't even comprehend and after hearing the audio of the brussels bombing and the children's crying and and men and women screaming just the fear in their voices that's the common thread i see with these two stories is the absolute fear that that all of parties involved must have felt. So we're talking about fear tonight on the Mark Aram Show. Um, I want to know the, the times you were most scared in your life. I want, if you can, one from childhood and one from adulthood because we, different things scare us as a kid and different things scare us as an adult. So just what has uh, made you the most scared in your life? 404-872-0750, wsb Talk Steve's in Athens. Steve, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. Hey, Steve. Um, when I was a kid, about nine years old, grew up out in the country. I'm walking around out in the woods, and um, copperhead struck at me. The fangs hung up in my jeans and did not break the skin, but I had to change underwear when I got home. Um, and when I was in the this, dog, I'm assuming this was in Georgia. Yes, it was. Yeah, Georgia. I'll tell you what. It's so funny you say this. So I grew up in Connecticut. And I remember watching, like, National Geographic and, you know, all those nature shows or whatever. And yep. seeing rattlesnakes in the south and fire ants in the south. Holy and, like, there's all sorts of things that can do harm to you in the wild in the southern states. 
I remember being a kid, you know, at six years old, you live your life on grass, or at least I, back in the day we did. Yep. You know, oh, yeah. everything I did was outside playing baseball, um, going through the woods, whatever. It was, everything was outdoors. So to me, the biggest fear as a child was, I'm never, I remember Florida specifically. I am never going to Florida because they have fire ants and alligators and snakes that can kill you. <laughs> I, as a six-year-old, I'm like, I am, and then my grandparents moved there. And I, I remember not wanting to go visit them. I'm like, Mom, they have fire ants on the grass. I'm, uh, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know? It was, it was crazy. That I was so adamant against going to Florida because of fire ants. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I so yeah. I can't imagine, and I think there might be uh, copperheads in Connecticut and like the mountains or whatever, but I never had to deal with them. Garter snakes was basically the only snakes I had to deal with. So, the, just to reinforce, I would have been scared blankless if a freaking cottonhead snapped at my boot. Yeah, that would freak me and, out completely. And, 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 yeah, and that's why I needed a change of underwear when I got home. <laughs> I, I do not blame you, Steve. That would scare any kid. Yeah, I remember. I mean, I used to not be afraid of snakes at all because there's truly no snakes that could kill you or hurt you in Connecticut. I used to catch snakes in the yard and bring them in, and my mom like, "Get that freaking snake out of here!" <laughs> but I remember holding snakes like it was no big deal. Oh, yeah, at seven years old, I would not hold a snake right now. At forty-two years old, if you brought a snake in here, be like, "I'm not touching that thing." Not even a non-poisonous snake. No, I, no, I don't. Snakes creep me out. But at seven, I would, I would, I wrap my, you know, I carry four of them at one time it didn't matter i was no fear whatsoever of snakes or yeah bugs. That, that rattle sound that that'll get you well yeah i'm not again these aren't rattles well i know that but i'm just saying but bugs too as a kid yeah i'd pick up any that'll bug. scare you just the sound bugs scare the crap out of me now yeah I don't. you want to hear me scream like a four-year-old girl <laughs> let me see a big spider forget what about it. a flying roach oh <laughs> yeah no. nice. big centipede I had exactly. a big centipede crawl across me once when I was in bed. So that would freak me uh, the yeah, hell out. Yeah, I feel like a girl like that. Oh, <laughs> I'm getting the, shit, the shivers just thinking about it. Camille's in McDonough. Camille, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. And how are you doing tonight? Excellent. How are you? All right. Just got home from work. My fear when I was a kid, I guess I was about 13. Yeah, about 13. Um, we moved into a new house. And this was in Texas. Okay. And it was in the middle of the night. I kept hearing something knocking. And I didn't open the door. I looked out the window. I said, okay, they nobody on the porch. Went back, back and lay down. Ten minutes later, I heard bam, bam. And then I got up went to the bathroom. It sounded real close. So I opened that bathroom window. And it was an owl looking in the window. An owl? Yes. Those are scary birds. It is. It scared me half the day. I woke my mom up and told her, I said, there's an owl at the window or a man at the window or something. I told her, I said, there's a man at the window. <laughs> They're freaky birds. I, I, I talked about this on the show where I saw an owl was dead in front of my house. And I was driving to work one morning. Yeah. <laughs> and you wanted to stuff it. I did want to stuff it, but I can't. It's against the law. <laughs> yeah. I can't do that. 404-872-0750. Kathy's in Atlanta. Kathy, welcome to the show. Hi. Um, I'm going to kind of ground you guys a little bit. I hate to do that because I know y'all are having a lot of fun. But I'm going to do it as an adult. Please. Um, I was actually kidnapped on um, a beach. Whoa. Whoa. Hold, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on a second, Kathy. 
Well, this is very intriguing. How old, when you say an adult, how old were you? I was in my 20s. Okay, you were kidnapped I was on a enough beach. enough to be on a beach by myself. Where were you? you know? In Mexico, you said? Uh, in Florida. Florida, okay, continue. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go Gulf ahead. Gulf of Mexico. Gulf of anyway, Mexico. went out there, and I mean, I was kidnapped, taken out on a boat, and raped all night. But that wasn't the scariest thing. It was when I snuck out and jumped into the Gulf of Mexico and then realized I can't swim all the way to the beach, you know. So I had to get back up on the boat. I, I am speechless right I've now. I've never experienced. Holy. So, uh, so they didn't kidnap you for money. They kidnapped you for, for yes. other reasons. Yes. Oh, my goodness. How, how many years ago is this, Kathy? Uh, 30. Oh, my God. I, can't, I don't even know what to say right now. Yeah. That's, um, so what happened? So you jump out of the boat, realize you can't swim to the shore, and then you right. got to get back in the boat. What, right. did, what did the kidnappers say at that point? Well, they, they were out. They had been drinking or whatever. Uh-huh. And so I just kind of snuck back where I was. And uh, actually, the next day, um, the go- the Coast Guard came out, and there was a big uh, uh, helicopter <clears throat> that was um, flying around, and I took a towel and just kind of hung it by the side of the boat and waved, and then I jumped into the Gulf of Mexico and swam as hard as I could away from that boat, and they um, took me up in, like, a basket up to the Coast Guard. Did they catch the I kidnappers? And I got to land. Huh? Did they catch the kidnappers? Oh, yeah. And what, were they Are they were they were sent to jail, I hope? Yes. So you had to go well, through a trial and yeah. all that stuff? Yeah. Oh, which my. Which was probably as worse as any, but, yeah. Oh. And both of them did, yeah. Holy cow. I'm so sorry, Kathy. That's... Unbelievable, and obviously, it's still you're still shaking about it to this day, right? Well, honestly, it, it you just forget about it. You just kind of park it and yeah. just don't, yeah. But that was really oh my goodness. outrageous! Wow, don't, don't walk on a beach. Unbelievable! Alone. That is unbelievable, Kathy. So that, big, big story. Don't go out by yourself. Anybody, guys, girls by yourself it's it's not worth it let someone know where you are no matter how what's going on yeah Yeah. wow kathy thank you so much for calling and sharing that story that's unbelievable all right all right have a great night Mm, bye bye that's insane uh yeah yeah, that's crazy. I didn't even know what to... I'm glad you took that call because we're all sitting here like, I don't even know what to say. I, I mean, what do you say to that? Nothing. Just let her talk. How guilty do you feel about like a centipede crawling over your belly now, Chuck? No, it's still scared the crap out of me, <laughs> but I mean, I, in comparison... That's yeah. just... Uh, I really think... I, uh, Kathy, thank you so much for calling and sharing that. Yeah. I don't know if I could call up and, and, and talk about that. Luckily, I've, I've never had... I don't know about you guys. I've never had any experiences with other people like scary experiences Creepy like dudes. that like, yeah, yeah you're just like a robbery yeah. or whatever no mine's always been out in the woods wilderness yeah. that kind of stuff which is a not lot. human it's, fears yeah yeah it's it, it's just it's different yeah. there's a there's a i'm pretty sure i can get through this sure. in your head even though you're scared where i think it's different when it's because human beings are the human scary. element yeah is, is very, scary, very scary much scarier keith's in coming keith you're on the mark aram show 
Everybody but, clap right. your hands. He he made he tried to climb he back tried, in the boat tried. there. Yeah, I heard him. We right threw him back. Who's on line seven? Uh, Noah and Kanye. Noah, what's going on, buddy? Welcome to the show. Preach. Welks, buddy. Um, well, I got three for you. One, whenever I was a kid, I was about five years old in Lake Lanier, out there um, playing, swimming, doing whatever, and actually got drug out and went out about 40 yards until my dad saw me and had to swim out and get me before I drowned. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, he got you. He saved you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, whenever I was a teenager, I just uh, after I joined, went to basic training, jumping out of an airplane for the first time. That scared the living crap out of me. You were eighteen. Yep. Well, no, actually, I was seventeen. But yeah. How many? And what was it? No big deal. Like I've heard from mixed mixed reviews about uh, parachuting. That some people say it's the greatest thrill of their life. Others were like, I'll never do that again. Uh, sitting in the airplane going up, you are scared crap. <laughs> I bet, I bet. After you jump out and your chute opens, it is the biggest adrenaline rush you have ever had in your life. Yeah, I, there was a point when I wanted to do that. I got yeah. my buddy Enzo and I, we're going to go do it. It's like the tandem jump where you, you know, you jump on someone's back and then it just uh, never... Actually, it, you're in front of them. Yeah, it never came to fruition. And now I'm like, no, what am I doing? No, why? That's needless risk. I'm all about preventing needless risk in my life, and that is a needless risk. The most scared you've ever been in your life, as a child or as an adult, 404-872-0750. On Twitter, at Mark Aram. Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back to the show. When were you most scared as a child? When were you most scared as an adult? 404-872-0750. Chris and Marietta. Chris, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. Enjoy your show. Thank you, sir. I uh, uh, was locked in a freezer for uh, several hours years ago, and I can tell you it was uh, one of the scariest things I've ever done. There was no light coming in. Uh, I didn't know if there was any air coming in, and uh, there was no—you couldn't make any sound to uh, get anybody to open it up. Yeah. Did, how did you wind up getting out? out, sir? Yes. How did you wind up getting out? Well, uh, it was—I uh, I went in at ten o'clock at night mm-hmm. at a country club up in New York after dinner was served. It was a big dinner dance, and um, dinner was over. And uh, they couldn't find me. So they, they said, well, he's been working here for a while. He's a pretty reliable guy. He wouldn't just walk off the job. So finally, after about three hours, they figured out that maybe I was in the freezer, and they opened it up. Wow. And I was. How many years? This had to have been a while ago, right? It was a while ago, yeah, before uh, they required there to be yeah. buzzers on the inside and lights on the inside. Sure, yeah, lights and, and safety valves and all a bunch of ways to get out. Marco Lilburn. We need more lemon plates. What's going on, Marco? Hey, how you doing? Real quick, buddy, when were you most scared? Uh, when I was about 10 or 11, <clears throat> uh, we were staying in a houseboat right by the Orange Bowl, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and there was a little construction site, so I took my little matchbox cars up there playing in the sand, and yeah, it was a big pile, and I just started digging a hole to make a tunnel from one side to the other, and right about 
almost to my thighs as far as I could get in. The thing collapsed on me. Oh man! And I couldn't move. Um, and then I just and you must. I mean, you're four foot six now. You must have been like <laughs> two foot nothing back in the day. Well, I'm glad you survived, Marco. Buried in sand. That's the scariest thing ever. All right, the most scared you've been as an adult and as a child. We'll come back with Linda, Dave, TJ, Keith, and Bob. 404-872-0750. This is The Mark Aram Show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.